What's happening, guys? It's Adam here. Just a quick word from our sponsors before we kick off today's episode. That is Beer52.com. Beer52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. They're number one, baby. And they'll send you some amazing beers every month, and you can rate and review them via their website to earn points and rewards. Now, every month's beers that you get sent will have a brand new theme. Past themes have been the beers of Germany, California, Belgium, Korea, New Zealand, South Africa, and many, many more. And they've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer. You'll get a free case of eight beers, an award-winning beer magazine, and a tasty snack the second you sign up. They'll send them out in the post here, and you can't catch Corona from the post. All you have to do is pay a few quid for the delivery, and you can cancel or pause your membership at any time. Sign up now at beer52.com slash word. That's our exclusive link. That's B-E-E-R 52.com slash W-O-R-D. You'll claim your free case of beer, and for every person that signs up via that link only, they slide us a little bit of money. That supports the podcast. It helps us out. It's win-win. So do us a favour, pause the pod here, go and do that now, and then enjoy the episode. Nice one. See you in a bit. Fucking did it in one take, bro. Yeah, man. Okie dokie, piggy the pokey. Good morning, job seekers. Oh my God. Okay, it's happening. Catch me outside. How about that? Is that Dave? Uh, no, there's no one called Dave here. Okay. Who the fuck is that guy? Have you never seen me before? Upset me, nasty bitch! Disgusting! It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel like podcasting. Two mics, two lids, and a lot of time on their hands. This is Havawad, shut down dailies. Let's get through this mess together. <laughs> Why are you singing now? I just, I don't know, just something to, just taking me. I've had, I'm having my first beer. I'm having a bloody beer like a bloody big lad. I've had beers the last two nights. I've been, I've been nailing the beer52.com uh, beers. They're dead good. Do you know what's weird? My least favourite one so far was, was the lager. Now I'm a big lager man. I'm not really into me ales normally, but that tide's changing. I've, had, I've drank four, three IPAs, loved them all, and the yes. lager, I was like, could take or leave that, but the IPAs, oh, 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 they were nice. You'll find a couple of grey pubes, and then you'll be like, but I think Crocs are comfortable, and I just want to spend time in the garden, and you know what, <laughs> I read the Daily Mail, and I agree with some of it. We should cut down on immigration, and then all of a sudden, you're as old as me. Yes! <laughs> IPAs, it's like a gateway drug to being a fucking old ball bag. Yeah. Do you like IPAs? Is that an IPA that you drink in there? It looks like an IPA. Let me talk you through this monstrosity. I just <laughs> went to our local co-op and I had to do other shopping around the because we've I've not been boozing. I don't really mm-hmm. booze at home, but for fuck's sake, Adam, we've been doing two two weeks of lockdown. This is our like thirteenth episode of being shut down. Yeah. We've done more shutdown dailies than we did original episodes before we <laughs> went fucking every day. We were just weekly. And I was talking to my wife and talking to my brother-in-law, and we were like, should we just have a beer? We don't have to go crazy. Should we break it up. We've got into a routine, but it can't go on. Like, if it's another month or two months, it can't be the same every day. And we were like, do you know what? Great idea. But I didn't have any booze in, so I went to the co-op, and I had to shop for other things to make it look like I wasn't putting people in danger just to get to <laughs> Australia Dam. So I basically got milk. Like, oh, I've got bear, but that's, and that's for me, and got some... <laughs> 
got some tonic water. <laughs> yeah, they've run out of lemonade, so I um, I made a mistake. This is where I start. This is where it went oh, wrong. No. They've run out of lemonade, which is really put, weird. Have you put like lemon and lime? I've put sparkling limon, which is bivalvic, and it isn't properly finny. And our f- um, f- sorry, fizzy, and it. Um, it says at the top, no artificial sweetness. And it turns out, I fucking love artificial sweetness. You've put lemon-flavoured sparkling water in a beer. I've made... You've I've, put lemon-flavoured... Answer yeah. the question, yes or no. I've been watching courtroom I, dramas at the minute, yeah, so... I've just, yeah, I, I told you. Like, you're not you're not prizing at me. I literally will, <laughs> willingly gave you the information. Yes or no? Well, yeah, you know, because I just... Answer the question! It does look like an IP. Did you I've, order the cold red? <laughs> oh, and I've just read this. It's lemon and lime with a hint of apple. Oh, it's oh, ungodly. Daniel. Oh, I wonder what it's... Let me just taste what it's like. Independently, it's shit. Right, okay. so in an Australia, <laughs> it makes an Australia damn more shit. But you know what? Because it's six weeks since I've had a beer, and because I'm in a good mood, and because we've got tomorrow off the podcast, and it's Saturday, and I'm shut down mental, it tastes quite nice. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you've ruined the good lager as well. I like an Australia damn, and you've ruined it with that sh- Ugh. Yeah, still, uh, Adam, I can assure you, uh, the level of you know when you just get a little bit of giddy thirst, and then you're yeah. like, hey, I'm in that, I'm in that place where it's just nice. Yeah, you're, you're half a beer in. It's the best, oh, you, it's the best it's you, nice, you ever feel it? when you know you've got beers coming and you've had a little bit. Now, I, I'm pernickety with food, but I'm actually quite pernickety with booze. I mean, let's be honest, when you've got the thirst on, you do just booze, don't you? But I've got a mate, Claire, who's very fussy, but she is such a spanner when it comes to intricate drink orders. And I've taken her to gigs like... We've been mates for about 10 years and sometimes she's a big fan of comedy and she's come to gigs with me and she'll be like, listen, I'm just bored and it's Friday night and I'm going out tomorrow. Have you got a gig? So sometimes we'll drive and it'll be like, you know, those kind of gigs where if I said to you right now, if you could do any gig for one night, they just open up the the shutdown and you're allowed to do one gig. None of these gigs that I'm thinking of would be the one gig you... <laughs> you know, you'd be like, hot water, Saturday, smash one out. Maybe the frog when it's fucking electric. Comedy Store London. I'm talking about a working men's club in Saddleworth that's run by a really good promoter, but it is a working men's club in Saddleworth. They can be great fun. I've taken her to those kind of gigs, and it's like one of those places where they do, like, they do, like, Stella, Carlin, John Smith's, and then cooking gin, cooking whiskey, and she goes, "Have you got any? Um, have you got any vanilla Smirnoff?" And they look at her <laughs> <laughs> like she's just whipped out a fucking tit. Like, whoa! What year is the wine from? Two thousand and twenty. Your dad's cut. I got it yesterday. <laughs> what, what? What year? I don't know. It's uh, I bought it yesterday from fucking Aldi. <laughs> I, I can be a little bit pernickety with booze like that. I just like kind of like what I, I'm no, nowhere near that bad. But today, because I'm, I'm, I'm in the mood, proper, this is fine. It's a bit weird. It's fine. I'm a proper booze snob, and I always have been. It's the one thing I'm snobby with. And I reckon, I just I, through talking through this, I reckon our next top five, which we'll do next week, should be our top five um, alcoholic drinks. Um, <sighs> Ooh, should we not specialise? Because I, I re- now here's I'm just throwing this back. It's a great you idea. Want to do top five beers and then top five whiskeys and then top I'm five. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If it's Saturday afternoon and you're going into a beer garden at two p.m. 
That's yeah. not necessarily the best, but you know, the, what's perfect at 10 p.m. when you're on the dance floor. Let's I, I, let's do two different spec like afternoon drinking, evening night, night out. Drinking. Yeah, yeah, because you can't have a Jaeger bomb watching the match at 12 o'clock. <laughs> you can't have a vodka Red Bull with the early kickoff. <laughs> and you always think, oh fuck, I'll be the crazy one that's going for it early, and then you're the one that uh, nearly dies at like <laughs> quarter to seven, and you're like, it's also it'd also be really weird as well. It it does work both way rounds. If you're in like a nightclub at three in the morning, like, did you get it? <laughs> I just feel like a stout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like a stout goes really well with cocaine and ecstasy. <laughs> Does anyone want a sambuca? Sambuca, sambuca. Done what you have in. Uh, can I have a Pims and lemonade? Lem- I really love Pims. <laughs> I think it's Pims the clock, babe. It's fucking up. Thunder. Yeah. Um, I think it's about uh, what what the yeah certain times you tune into certain things, don't you? So we'll do top five day drinks, top five evening drinks, and top five absolutely bloomed in a nightclub drink so yeah and then when there. it gets to Christmas and we'll we'll do it like a Christmas top five yeah, just if you've got yeah. ideas for top five that you want us to do and just keep people keep someone's just message going top five hip hop artists of all time and I see why you're asking but you're asking two comedians who don't know much of what they're on about you're like you're gonna be like no that's bullshit I'm like yeah because it's not Speaking really stealth man I know all about hip hop yeah yeah, Eminem's the best. And, uh, wow, where'd you get that take from? Um, I, I like that juicy one by Biggie. Yeah, good, good. Um, so that's it then, isn't it? You've got Tupac, a top two. Tupac was taken too soon, I think. Oh, I reckon, I reckon mate, if he wasn't dead, he, he'd been good. Super. Um, I've heard of Tupac. God, you really know your stuff. Yeah, yeah. And all this, all this modern stuff is not as good as the old stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Professor Green? It ain't so stereotypical, man. Not for a stereotypical, no, man. So, funnily enough, I'm actually great. massively into rap battles. Right. Right? And there's a UK league, <laughs> and a, like American and a Canadian one. Professor Green was like one of the best battle rappers in UK history yeah. before he went yeah. mainstream. <laughs> yeah, that's... So actually, yeah, I love a battle rap. Yeah, I, I, the YouTube YouTube battle rapping's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of them Sick. things where you're like, oh, I should probably stop looking at this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one. so we'll do some t- we'll do some uh, specified top fives, but yeah. Where would you go? Say I just released you. In fact, here's a look. No one's asked this. I'm asking you, my old friend, my old podcast buddy. Where, if I could just release you into comedy for one night, like, guys... The shutdown has to happen because of social distancing, but we're uh, we're all allowed comedy one night, and this, the comedy circuit opens up for one night. And you know you're one of the big alphas, top dog. <laughs> where where do you want to go? You get your pick. Where would you go? Outside of Liverpool, because it's too easy. Hot water. Nah, it's um, too easy in it because you're gonna say hot water because it's the lids in it. I. It's hard for me to pick between three. Uh, well, between two, I suppose, and they're both in London. So it's the the comedy store in London and Top Secret Comedy Club in London. And a, a close third would be the comedy store in Manchester. Right. Like the comedy store in Manchester, some comedians don't sort of rate it as highly. Do you think it's like not as nice a gig as the London one? It's just it's just a different gig. Yeah, it's it, also they, 45 they, they minutes drive from your house as well, which makes... <laughs> <laughs> but they have, it's because they haven't just copied it and like m- made a replica of it up north they're like oh it's not as good it's actually just different and if you play it properly it's one of the best fucking gigs you'll ever have top secret in London 
Um, I think the the whole branding of it is like a secret gig. It's really cheap. You get loads of like young professionals in. It's a fucking banger of a gig. Top secret comedy club in London. Yeah, just been introduced to the guy just before. I've just never gigged there. I've got a couple of gigs that I do in London. I'm not there all the time, but um, I, I I I really want to press it because you're you're like the third or fourth person to be like it is fucking amazing. They're like yeah. they're almost doing what Hot Water have done in Liverpool, but down in London. Yeah, without the without the online success as well, it's all word of mouth, and there's a proper like like it's like a, an underground vibe. It's like the only people who know about this are in this room. It feels like that, which it's is what all electric. all good comedy clubs should feel like. They shouldn't yeah, feel yeah. like a big cavernous, like, you know, like hotel conference room. There, you want that downstairs base New York basement vibe. And I know not well, all comedy clubs do, but I don't know whether you know this. So you know the original Hot Water Comedy Club which was on Seal Street, yeah. not the, not Harbin Street. Now, Harbin Street is in a basement. Seal Street used to be on the top floor of a building that had a few nightclubs in. Mm. Because it was on the top floor and not in a basement, Binti, who is the one of the brothers who owns Hot Water, and is sort of, um, he, he's the aesthetic side of the of the two brothers who run it. He um, Because it was in the attic, he built some steps. So when you went from the bar area into the, gig room which was separate you would go up three steps just so you had to come back down them so that's, it felt like you were going into a basement that's amazing attention to detail amazing that, comedy if, feels better when you you feel like you've gone down into it so i've built it up just so you have to come back all down. good comedy is subterranean yeah even if it's not and it's a complete like <laughs> it's like if you know hot water and you've met those boys that run it paul and binty but binty is his atten- attention to detail for the actual room and how it's set out i love yeah. that i really love it. sometimes he wants no, to talk no. about it more than i want to talk about it but i i <laughs> love that he's so into that because when you turn up at gig and they're like what light you're like, oh fuck off <laughs> well what's wrong with yeah, this big no. walkway in front of the stage that's where everyone gets to the bar you're like oh fuck off yeah he's fucking on it do you know what yeah, if, I, I, if think... I can't have hot water then I'm going top secret or the store It's uh, although top secret I love it I think I'm going to actually go to the store because yeah I feel ri- like I'm very lucky that I feel at home at the comedy store now I feel like I've got the freedom to to do what I want to do I think yeah you're the, one of the boys the, the comedy store is such a big thing within club comedy that every comedian, when you're sort of trying to get into the store, it feels like you've got to be on your best behavior all the time and you mind your P's and Q's. And like, yeah, and also they use a lot of older comics as well. So you do feel young at your age. You do for a while. And then, but well, I've, and then I've, you're better than I'm them. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, I've been in there for a while now and I'm, I'm really good at playing the store. And I think that's because I've let those nerves go because once you actually speak to the guys who run it and Don who owns it, they're actually dead sound. It's They've got this like, they've got this air of like um, power around them because it, it's been built up that way, but they, they actually just love comedy and they properly get it. Um, so yeah, yeah I'll have to find I, I, some I time in my diary. I'll have to find some time in my diary to come and play it soon. The comedy. <laughs> The Do you old, want to tell your story? The old store. The old, my old friend. Ah, my old friend. <laughs> tell the story. I got banned for life from the comedy store when I was 23. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Ah, upset me, nasty bitch. 25 years ago. Oh, fuck it. Shut up. Um, 
<laughs> there was a second there. No, I wasn't did, listening. I was. You hadn't done the maths. I was just. I was pity drinking. You've kept the, this. Did you, did you hear the joy in my voice when we started? I was like, I'm every woman. Now we're talking about the comedy. So I'm like, no, no, fair enough. They can fucking book it. They fucking. <laughs> Why did you get banned? Oh, it's because when when I moved to Manchester, I mean, my relationship with the store has never been great. I yeah. moved to Manchester when I was 21. Mm-hmm. And I went straight to get a job at the comedy store because, of course, it's the comedy store. And I'd been working at the Hyena Comedy Club for a year. I moved down to Manchester on the advice of Craig Campbell, who's a bit of a legendary Canadian comic. I was like, I'm going to move from Newcastle to London. It's where all the gigs are. He was like, fucking... He was stoned one night. <laughs> and I'm not a big weed guy. So, so he was... We were like sober and he was stoned. And he was just on one. He was like, what you need to do, Danny, is you need to go into the... Don't want to live in the village. You want to stay out in the woods. Get good. Get sharp. Sharpen your skills. And then creep into the village. Have a little look around. Creep back to the woods. And he was like... I was like, I'm, I've lost the analogy. He was like, Manchester. <laughs> do manchester and he was right it was great it was great because i was a, a bigger fish in a smaller pond instead of getting yeah. lost on the london open spot circuit so i as soon as i got to manchester i was like well i'm gonna work the bar like i've just been in newcastle for a year worked the bar helped out just it, totally immersed myself in comedy went to the comedy store and at the top of my cv it said i've just worked at the hyena comedy club in newcastle for a year and this fucking bellend who was doing my interview just had one of those airs of like mm, all right you want to be bar person do you so she was and i was young enough to not get what was going on she was looking at my cv but clearly not fucking reading it so she pretended to read it for a bit and then went right let me tell you by uh, let me start by saying this you have never worked anywhere like the comedy store. And because I was 21 and just keen and I didn't get it, I went, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I have. Look at, <laughs> at the top of the CV. And she I've looked... at the hyena she, in Newcastle. Yeah, I just worked at a comedy club in Newcastle. I'm, I'm probably one of the first ever people, one of the first few people that's ever turned up having worked at a comedy club. It's not as good. That's not what I'm saying. But it is... And she looked at me like I just shat on her leg. She's like, <laughs> and that was the start of a fucking terrible relationship with the store. I think I did two or three King Gongs, one, two, came runner up on one. They were just about to give me my, my, my first paid gig. I'd done, done an open spot, blitzed it. I was like 22 at this point. And then we started Beat the Frog at the Frog. And the, the Frog's amateur night was on a Monday and it was dying on its arse. And I just wanted stage time. So that's where I'd ended up so getting just, a bar job. I- I'm just aware that there's some people listening who don't know the industry terms. So the, there was a, a show at the comedy store that still is called King Gong, which is, uh, it's called a gong show. Basically, you go on stage as a new act, you're trying to do five minutes. Oh, it's a bear pit. But there's three people in the audience who have a card. And if the pay, if one of the people with a card doesn't like you, they put their card up. If all three go up, you get kicked off. Now, the comedy store already had that running, and you and the Frog and Bucket started a, a a different one to be fair but you started a gong show at the at the frog and bucket on a monday didn't you well we were the first person first comedy venue there's now loads they're all over the shop but this is 15 16 17 years ago and the the manager at the time at the frog because i'd been working the bar there for ages i was gigging i was literally jumping off the bar to to do the set and then go back on the bar it's great i used to do that uh, yeah, it's the early days of hot water when it was in a nightclub. Brilliant. You're just brilliant. If they'd have asked me to go on stage five times, I would. I was just so yeah. keen. Like, that's the thing about being an experienced comic and getting paid for it. You, you, 
you do so many gigs that you you're much better at it, but you lose lose that excitement of first being obsessed and just having it taken over your life and that the ups and the downs. It's almost like a relationship, isn't it? You, yeah. After <laughs> the first three months, you're like, oh my god, we're so in love. Let's just bonk here. Let's bonk there, and <laughs> yeah, you don't actually know each other that well, but it's all excitement. Few, after a few years, you're like, I'm not doing it unless it's at least two hundred quid. <laughs> Laura, roll over or find me earbuds for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah so um the comedy store found out that we'd lifted we the the amateur night was just 10 minutes for every new act or whatever and it was dying on its ass the last ever i think it was called red red hot roar or something like that the last ever one uh there was uh i think it was 22 people including the acts in the venue at the end of the show so that was the compare the staff, the act, and there was 23 of them. And I just went, I want some stage time. Just dead keen. I was like, can I compare it every week? I'll do it for 30 quid. They were paying the pros 80. I went, I'll do it for 30 quid. And I'll just, we'll do like a gong show format, but we'll change the night, we'll change the names, we'll change the colours of the cards, we'll make sure the store don't get pissed off because the comedy store, obviously... And how did that go for you, Daniel? The <laughs> name of the comedy store was was basically lifted from the LA Comedy Store. The gong show is a TV format that has been lifted from American TV and then British TV. So I was like, well, as long as we do a few things, change the name and whatnot, they'll be fine. And I've never worked for the comedy store, so... Not fine. Not it's such fine. a fucking shame as well because, like you know, I, I, I've always, but long before we were even friends, I was a fan of your comedy and your your comedy, your style of comedy fills the stage. And at that London comedy store, you'd fit right fucking in there. It'd be home field for you in no time. It's so funny when when people haven't heard that story because I don't like literally bang on about it. It's fine. The comedy yeah. store are allowed to book who they want to book. Like, they took it very personally. Like, I'd attacked them. I was like, I was just a kid who wanted stage time. I was just naive. And it was really another instance of, like, the interview for the bar job when she was like, wow, you let me tell you. And I was like, Aah! Like, if I'd have known better, <laughs> I'd have fucking navigated. I was just young and confident and a bit fucking thick. Uh, but, uh, yeah, people are like, yeah. When they find out, they're like, yeah, fuck them. I'm like, no. I... <laughs> Mate, I've tried to get in contact with them about three years ago. Going, can I come and play this? Am I? Is the doghouse lasted long enough? I would. I'd be there to if they if they after the shutdown were like, do you know what? Clean sweep. You know, we've all survived COVID nineteen. Do you want a gig? There'd be no pride. I'd be like, fucking right. I want a gig there. Like, there's been no horrific. They've not like tried to ruin my career. They've just gone. Yeah, you've you pissed us off. It's, yeah. Yeah. So. Let's hope one day that the, the bridges are built and we get a damn night and get at the London Comedy Store because I'd be quite excited to see that. Well, we're not doing the live show at the London Comedy Store. We're doing it at the Vauxhall Comedy Club because uh, Mooch has shown us much love in this Absolutely. Time. I've only played... Do you know what, right? I've only played the Vauxhall Comedy Club once. So that, that that's that's why it's not on on me, me, me immediate list of where I'd go. Um, no, I've, ne I've but, never played it. I've heard about it. I've never played it. And now they've supported it. It's phenomenal. I, I played it on like a Monday night. So it's like it was like an open mic night on a Monday, and I was just running out some new material because I was in London for some film and stuff, um, and it was dead good fun. And I imagine because it's such a tight, t small room, I reckon on a weekend, Mate, if you've got a good gig on a bang. Monday, you've got a good gig, haven't you? Any yeah. gig that's good on a Monday, do you know when it comes to if I just had the night off, uh, uh, like a night allowed doing comedy tonight? This is what this shutdown has done to me. 
it's made me go, oh my God, I hate driving on motorways. And I always knew it, but this <laughs> has made me realise how much more I hate it. And I'd have to factor in locality to it. I really, I genuinely would. If you just let me do a gig, it's sad that I'd factor in how far do I have to drive for it? So Yeah. You'd be doing Alexander's. <laughs> yeah. Well, Manchester, Chester and Liverpool are so handy from where I am. You know, I just when I was talking then about the excitement of something new and you lose that with comedy, I mean, you don't because as, if you're moving up, like when we did your uh, uh, tour show in Liverpool at the arena, was it the auditorium? Yeah. And there's like the a, Echo Arena Auditorium, like a yeah. thousand odd people. About that, 1,800, yeah. That makes you not, <laughs> that's not the same. But But, <laughs> but when you're doing a, a gig where there's 150, 200 people, and it's a comedy club venue. I mean, how many have you done? Like, I've been doing this four or five nights a week until recently for like 18 years. You've done thousands, haven't you? Yeah, thousands. The excitement I'm talking about, I get with this podcast. I genuinely get... I just, it's the same oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like being a new... It's like being a new comedian again. You're like, oh, yeah, God. Absolutely. And do you know, like that, that, I'm like that every day. I'm always like, Jade, got the podcast in 20 minutes. We get to talk shit to each other via the net. <laughs> I'm really, do you know what I'm really looking forward to? Like, I am enjoying doing these every day, sort of remotely. I can't wait till we're back in a room together, though. No, it's, it's just a little bit of extra specialness to me when no, we're just in a room together. It's better. And then, and, and anyone listening who's like, oh, the sound quality on Adam's mic's not quite right. You're like, yeah, we are. Like everyone that's trying to do this remotely, we're struggling through a little bit of tech issue. Let's be honest, it's not horrific. It's still it's pretty get good. Gradually better. It's going to get gradually better. As and well. we're going to get some videos it. out from next week. Hopefully, we're going to try and get yeah. it up to back. To, but yeah, totally in the room. That's yeah. what you want to be. Can you imagine the atmosphere there's going to be in the room when we do the live show? You know, the thank you show for the patrons, and the patrons are the most committed people to this. Like we've got at the minute. We've got about two and a half thousand to three thousand people listening to every single episode. Every single day, we get up to three thousand. Shut people down listening. dailies, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's about two hundred and forty, I think, now who are patrons, which is phenomenal. We're so grateful for that. They're the they're the super uber fans of this shit. They're the people who are like, oh my god. And on top of that, when we do the when we do the thank you show. There's, we're obviously going to have to release some other normal tickets as well and the normal tickets will go to maybe the people who can't afford to be patrons at the minute but they'll be able to afford a ticket at the time who are also the uber fans of it that atmosphere in the room at that show is going to be off the fucking scale I tell you what genuinely if you let me out to do a gig I can't think of a gig I'd like to do more than the live show of this podcast for that thank yeah. you for the patrons and like depending on what venue we find there might yeah like you say there might be tickets available and people will be like oh well I can't afford the Patreon will I be able to see it I think we're going to start doing some regular live shows because we're yeah. we're live acts we're, that's what always I mean we're newbies when it comes to podcasting we want it to be live I mean, I mean we're not going to be doing one every week but we want to do some regular stuff and but yeah that's the, the, that's the one that would be fire when we do the live podcast shows as well, we're going to do a bit of stand-up as well, aren't we? I think how we're going to run it is me and you both do a bit of stand-up in the first half. We'll have an interval and oh. then we'll record uh, the, the live show after the break. I can't... And I've... 
you know, I've taken a bit of time off. Obviously, we've had some time off, and I've been writing so much material. I'd like to try some uh, on you now, Adam. What can I just? Okay, oh, so I just God. I walk on and be like, "Who's drinking?" <laughs> and the crowd would be like, "Yeah, we're drinking because it's a licensed premises and we're all over eighteen, and it's an evening in Britain." And I'd be like, "Oh, drinking's mental." So <laughs> What's drinking like when you're drunk, guys? You know what it's like. You get drunk and you feel drunk. I, I've wrote me first line for the first gig back. No, don't do a proper one when I'm doing a fake shit comedy. Oh, don't really. write. Don't write. You bet I'm, this. I'm, oh, right, okay, go. I'll rip, so I'm um, going to walk on. I'm going to yeah, go. Yeah. Hey, what's happening, guys? So good to be here. Just got back off holiday. Uh, hey. Because uh, <laughs> none of us have. Because it's been illegal. Um, I, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk back. Tell me that that Edinburgh comedy award's not going to be mine if I open my next. I show think with they'll that. give it to you, even though it's not Edinburgh. I think that's how good that <laughs> opening line is. I think they'll literally be like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" In a in a weird Glaswegian accent, because that's the Edinburgh Festival. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk on and go, "Hey guys, who remembers the uh, 2012 Olympics? Anyone? Because you know they were in London." And I've got some uh, fresh jokes about the 2020, Olymp- 2012 Olympics. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, coming down those stairs into this basement feels a bit like Fritzl's bunker. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to sing. I'm going to become a musical com- comedian. What other? What other? That's what I've been practicing with you for. Oh, fuck it. What other? I can't it's think. Why am I? Stand up with Adam Rowe. <laughs> time for stand up with Adam Rowe. He's got some new jokes. He's got some old ones too. He's gonna tell them all for you. Adam Rowe, stand up power. Adam Rowe, stand up power. Adam, 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 Adam Rowe, stand up power. I think Johnny Awesome's gonna be really pissed off for you when you start doing that sort of stuff. That's basically. <laughs> I can't. Why am I being a dick? Why can't I think of hack stuff? Like I'm half uh, Brexit. Um, <laughs> why can't I? What's? Uh, I tell you what, guys. Uh, there's always a, a fucking moron in every group of friends, isn't there? And if you're looking and around, if you don't know who it is, if you're looking around you. and you don't know who it is, it's probably you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, settle it down. And I, uh, j- j- during during the lockdown, guys, I don't know, don't know, don't know whether any of you can relate to this, but uh, but uh, I, I I I walked in on my roommate wanking, and I was like, "Listen, Dad, <laughs> I live with my dad." That's the joke, isn't it? Uh, I tell you what, though, uh, I was banging this uh, woman the other day, and she was like, "Oh, fucking, I'm not enjoying this," and I was like, oh, "All right, Nana." <laughs> I got a bit rapey then. I was trying to do a callback with Nana, but it was... As I was saying, I was like, God, that sounds like there's not been consent. And uh, I think that's the bigger issue, really, than the callback and reveal. Callback and reveal. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Nana rape jokes. And if you want to see more of those, go to the Gong Show at the Comedy Store uh, or Beat the Frog at the Frog and Bucket, where new comedians will say anything to get any form of reaction. So I was raping yeah. my Nana. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Why is she dead? That's <laughs> just the joke died. And murder as well. It's just the joke died. <laughs> I killed her with my dick. <laughs> my nana's so dead. <laughs> my nana's so dead. She <laughs> smells really bad because of the decomposition. My, na- <laughs> my nana's so dead. She was uh, legally pronounced dead by a medical professional. 
My name is She was accidentally lumped in with coronavirus statistics. <laughs> oh, my name is so dead. I miss her. My nan is so dead. I've just got three grand inheritance, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God, God. Mm. My nan is so dead. We're no longer paying for a nursing home. <laughs> Mate, I think your writing's getting sharper. Isn't it? It's getting really sharp. My nan is so dead. I've got a new tea cozy. <laughs> I don't think we should drink on podcasts. Oh shit, you're not drinking, it's just me. I'm not drunk. <laughs> oh, maybe we should, I don't know. Yeah. Oh god, I'm I don't Do you know in South Africa part of the lockdown is they can't buy alcohol for three weeks? <laughs> it's another reason that I went out and got beer, because I've got a mate my mate Sean who I went to school with. Uh, was doing some teaching abroad like Carl, your best mate Carl's doing he did it in Shanghai he was in Korea for a bit and he met a girl from South Africa and now they are happily married they're living just outside Cape Town in one of the rich pits and he's like yeah no we're fine here I was like how's, he was like how's the lockdown and I was like yeah you kind of not allowed to do some stuff but there is like a lot of stuff you can do it's not the most restrictive thing ever like I was I went no. for a jog he was like oh you're allowed to go jogging I was like yeah you're allowed to go jogging and he was like yeah we've banned alcohol sales for three weeks <laughs> he was like no it's fine though isn't it it's fine it's fine it's fine I am missing it though I was like oh Jesus that would make I think a lot of people's lockdown way more they'll never do that in Britain yet there was an article in the independent wasn't there by um, some like middle class teetotal guy and he was like, maybe we should do dry COVID and we should use it to kick this nation's alcohol habits. And if you go to that article, every single comment is, fuck you, fuck you, it's the only thing getting me through. Fuck you, fuck you, have a Sambuca, you daft gun. Fuck you, fuck you. It's phenomenal. It's, a, it's the oh entire my. nation of Britain going, absolutely not under any circumstances, fuck with our coping mechanism, think- okay? We need this shit. If, if you're joking about old people dying and corona is a hate crime is hate speech I think that could be classed as hate speech in Britain going <laughs> guys you know you're locked in your house please don't drink alcohol let's get clean together I think that might be classed as hate speech it is I hate it it's speech and I hate it <laughs> so um, that works out well there <laughs> we go <laughs> uh, what about this one uh, no games are going to be clo- played behind closed doors so uh, it's null and void the, the season no is that hate speech yeah. Because <laughs> you hate it. Yeah. It's hate speech. I don't like it, so it's hate speech. Yeah. Have uh, you seen, by the way, you know, in Belarus, the country of Belarus, they're just not doing social distancing at all. They're, they're uh, prime minister or president or whatever fucking one they have. Is He, he said it. So dictator. And vodka will cure the coronavirus. So we're just going to get everyone dead hot. The Belarus Football League is still running. You can watch Belarusian football and bet on it. <laughs> how how starved of football do you have to be before you're literally ordering the kit of your favourite Belarusian team? I am all in on Bate Borisov. They're my new oh, team. Oh, mate. But they're the Man United of fucking Belarus. Can you do it? Can you, can you do it to yourself? I don't know. Why, why are they? 
All right, they're the Liverpool of fucking... Yeah, stop being a fucking little pauper football fan. He's like, oh, it's one of the big teams. You can't follow it. Listen, I'm used to success and I want it. Bate Borisov. <laughs> Did you just literally get angry as a Bate Borisov fan? That's amazing. <laughs> Mate, Bate, fan- Bate, Bate football fans are so Bate, eggy. It's unbelievable, Bate, isn't it? Bate, Mate, go fuck Bate, yourself, yeah. I'm Bate. I'm Bate B for life. Borisov, and we all go Bate mad. Oi, oi. Bate, a Bate, Bate, a Bate, Bate, a Bate Borisov. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> how how depressing would it be? B O R I S O V O, you know, B A T. Carol Vorderman. How sad would it be to actually watch football? play behind closed doors though I know I know you want you want to see the season finish but it would be it would be so awful wouldn't it just it will be awful but what your do you think it's definitely going to happen this the closed yeah. doors 100% 99 oh, alright okay good I think there's a little chance that it doesn't but no I think it will happen and it will it won't be good but it'll be better than no football when they score a goal and they have to like just thumbs up from two metres apart like great goal <laughs> <laughs> well no they're gonna they're gonna put like each team into their own like quarantine camp right so, so each team is gonna be sort of isolating yeah without so, like, the, um, without the wives and children yeah it's not happening this mate <laughs> I'm telling you I'm telling you it's not happening you know if if poor people are being separated to keep a disease apart people who make eight million pounds a year aren't going to be like yeah you forced us to do it you know because Sky Sports have got a deal on they're just they're not going to have it are they they're well, lawyers they won't, paid, they, what? they won't get paid so at the minute if the season doesn't get finished Sky are due all of their money back for the, the rights to broadcast it yep. and then the clubs will say they're not, they haven't got the money to pay the players yeah but the uh, the Premier League can put a three month holiday on that I think it's worth, no it has to be finished it's, it's worked for my mortgage so I'm sure it can work for the Premier League <laughs> it would be so depressing just to fucking... you just stop because Liverpool are winning the league lad I'm not having another fucking word said about it right? we are the champions end of alright I'd love the, I'd love the season to be null and void though because Watford are 18th oh no 17th we're 17th and a game but we've got a, we've played a game more than Villa yeah you're right Liverpool are champions <laughs> 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 Let's just call it here. Let it stand. Oh. Let it stand. Oh, I'm gonna have a little top up. Oh, Adam, I miss you. I'm <laughs> getting <you>. emotional. <laughs> I, can tell I might even try and have sex with my wife later. Oh God, she does not look like a woman who wants to have sex with me. <laughs> She's just giving me looks. Like I've started digging up bits of the garden. And she, you can tell she's like you, and I'm like, no, what? It's going to help irrigation, love, because this bit's a bit boggy. So when we rotate next year, we'll have a better lawn for it. And she's like humouring it. Are you trying but to give yourself eyes, a backup job? If in her eyes, you can tell back. she's like, you, you, I'm so dry, and I will always be dry. You're <laughs> sorting out the irrigation, but you're drying my pools. She's not banging me because I've. Well, I'm doing a lot of gardening though. Are you trying to give yourself a backup for if comedy doesn't return? No, I just bought... going to be a landscape gardener. I just bought... Hired Dan and his chainsaw. You've been to this house. This The reason we could afford such a big house is because the old boy that owned it was a lazy 
twat and didn't do anything and the garden is wild right and and i am no gardener wow. i don't know what i'm doing about but i you know i've got time on my hands now i actually read an article today that said they're thinking about really uh, like slowing down the social distancing rules within like 10 days two weeks they could really reduce them and in my head i was like fuck i've got way too much gardening to do you can't reduce it i've got shit to do <laughs> i've already dug a little fucking trench in the garden so yeah i have been doing gardening but just for something to do in it i just want to come out of it feeling like i've done something there's no skill involved. I'm just digging a fucking hole at the well, moment. I, I want to come out of it losing a bit of waste, but at the minute, it's not going well because I'm drinking fucking three cans of Pepsi. Are they trying to get them to sponsor us? And my exercise bike's being delayed. It's not coming till the end of May. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be that guy. You're going to be the comedian that orders the podcasting equipment. Like, right, I'm going to do my podcast next day. You're allowed to gig again. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, can, big shout to everyone. When you put out the back call... For the original Worders, and by the way, it's taken fucking gr- that's taken hold that Worders original. The Worders, yeah. the- one one of our listeners, one has latched onto it. No one else. Like we got we got like up to four thousand people who listen to this. We're up to two. We, we should call them the Lids and Lidettes. No, they They're can- our followers. No, they the Lids can- and Lidettes Worders original. Yeah, but you know. Let, let's have our fun. It's a comedy podcast, don't you know? I've just got a notification to me phone here, right? It's a football notification from Sky Sports. It says, Stephen Kenny replaces Mick McCarthy as the Republic of Ireland football manager with immediate effect. <laughs> Not with immediate effect, is it? <laughs> now, hello there, lads. Hello there, lads. We're going to do a team meeting now. Now, come on. Hello. Listen, I can't see you on the Zoom. Would you put the fucking Skype up? Look, you're looking at the fucking wrong laptop camera, you bastard. Come on, no. Great, great meeting. Could you give uh, a... Sh- right now, I know you give a fuck about football, but Jeff Stelling put that tweet out going, I love football. Does When everyone... The transfer rumours, I'm like... Nah. I just don't feel like... Oh, no, I'm fully investing in it still. Really? All the rumours? Yeah. I just feel like yeah. it's just journalists making shit up at this point. That's always what it is. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? <laughs> It's very, very rare a transfer rumor comes to fruition. There's so many. Liverpool have been linked with every 50 million puss player on the planet. I thought you said 50 million puss. I did, actually. I fucked it up. Death from expensive puss. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, have we got any podcasting to do today? Have you got any features or are we just chatting shit? Just have a drink. I just, we treat this so professionally and I want to... I'm fucking out of it, the mic. I've just noticed. I feel drunk. We're 40 minutes in and we haven't done anything yet. Can we just freewheel a bit? Do you know my mate, my mate, I've had a mate message me and go, you know the features where you work really hard to sound like a professional podcast? He's like, it's fine. That's They're all good, those bits, and have a words, I get it. But the best bits are when you just talk shit at each other. I'm like, yeah, that's a fair show, but it's pretty good. Do you want to do, do stuff? We can do I, stuff. We can I just... just- <laughs> I just think it should resemble All a right. podcast. That All right, let's have an African woman say something. Okay, boys, let's do another feature already. What would you like to do, Adam? Let's. What have you got? Well, I've got. To be fair, I've got a backlog because yesterday we did top fives. I've got some uh, WYRs, which is I'm never going to call them that again. Would you rather's? We've got. Uh, yeah, we've got some questions. What would you like to do? Do you want me to just pick some, see how you feel? Fire a question at me first. Go on, do a question. Then we'll do some would you rather's. And I've got some have a words prepped, including some closure to the Amy and uh, Robert 
thing from a couple of days ago. People have been asking the relationship yeah. that is doomed. Yeah, people We've got some closure have on it. been asking. Uh, right. Okay. So, uh, we've got some questions. Topic for discussion. This is from Nigel Stapleton in Brisbane, Australia. Hi, Nigel. Thank What's you for... What's Nigel? Uh, I was my Australian. Wonderful accent. All right, mate. Nigel, I've been fighting in Brisbane, having a few tinnies, and a fucking shrimp on a barbie. Oh. You sound really cockney. That sounds no. really... You're having a fucking shrimp on a barbie? Yeah, that's Australian. I Actually, now we're saying right, this... All right, am I? Am I the only one in... I think that might be why the Australians have that accent. Because all of them got deported from London, I bet. All the- <laughs> he says... Right, listen, 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 listen to this. Listen. All right, mate, how you doing all right? Yeah, I'm from fucking London. I'm a convict. I've been put in clappers. I got stuck on a fucking boat. I'm going to the fucking... I'm going to the island. Right, ready? <laughs> G'day, mate. I've been stuck on a fucking boat. I've got. I've been putting clappers. It's a fucking it's not far off. <laughs> Completely different accent, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm really pissed. What time well, is it? What you just did was said the same words in two different yeah. accents. I'm like, they're the same, aren't they? No. <laughs> yeah, my boy. If you and Adam had to compete in an Olympic event, you know these Olympics that have been fucking cancelled. Yeah. If you and Adam had to compete in an Olympic event and were forced to go to Japan, which event would you choose and why? And just I- hey. Just be serious with this one, Adam. None of your flights of fancy. People so want to know. I'm not allowed to compete in the hundred meters because it'd be unfair. I just love it. If they just, just, just for a laugh, just let one British comedian be in every Olympic hundred meter <laughs> final, and you had to take it seriously. I just love just it. In the, just to see you in the spandex, and you had to be last. So, like, you know, when they go down the line with the camera. <laughs> and they're like from America, and there's always some douchey like Steve from America. Taste gay. You have to push the next event back. <laughs> from Liverpool. Well, uh, the hundred meters normally takes approximately fifteen seconds to finish, but Adam Rowe is in his eighth minute now. <laughs> Three asthma attacks. You have to push back the discus. <laughs> literally, just Adam has finished twitching on the fucking hundred meters is far, you know, like. Like Usain Bolt runs it in ten seconds, Dunny, but it is I reckon they'll have to stop. Shut up. Me. Shut up. You know all they need, you know at the Greyhound track where they've got the bunny rabbit. You just, <laughs> you just, you just tell me to shut yeah, up. Yeah, all you'd need is if you, you the the athletes wouldn't need it, but you just get an ice cream van and you just run it down the side of the track, you'd be fucking flying. Just if put you, you in your slippers, it'd be I like tra- seen me before. <laughs> Nasty bitch. <laughs> Upset me, nasty bitch. We'll just get you in your fucking sliders. You'd be fast as fuck. I reckon you'd give them. <laughs> just get- <laughs> I do reckon I could beat Usain Bolt to an ice cream man. <laughs> it's all about the fucking incentive. I, I, not not sliders, but like you know, we're, we're in trainees, but where you, you your heels actually on the back, like you've like slid your trainers on. That's how you run to the ice cream man, and I'm fucking rapid, mate. Yeah, not be- me's the only white magnum left in that freezer, kid. I I would like to be a lesbian female shop putter. Do I have okay. to be myself in this? Imagine. You have to be yourself, yeah. Imagine fucking a big female. I think we should change the question slightly. Okay. Who do you want to fuck at the Olympics? No. <laughs> Belarusian shop putter. 
I wanted just to be in control and be like, damn. Oh, fuck it. She's Belarusian. She's not being social distancing. You're you're a match. Yeah, exactly, mate. She's the the most cuddly of all the athletes. Fucking social distancing. Disgusting. Come here. I usually like a woman, but you're so feminine. You're pathetic. You sound like your child again. (laughs) No, this is my Belarusian lesbian shot, but it's a very good impression. It sounds like your Russian Domino's delivery guy. (laughs) It's the same fucking Belarusian Russian. Belarusian. They're just pretty Russians. Worst joke of the podcast ever. Easily. And it's staying in. Don't you dare edit that out. Here's the question, right? Changing it slightly. You've got to compete in the Olympic event that you think is most likely you could meddle in. <laughs> what, what, what event do you give yourself your best shot to get at least a bronze? <laughs> Are we talking summer or winter? Summer. Because I think winter... As long as I was all right with dying, I think I give. I've put a bit of weight on. If I did the downhill, you know the fucking Eddie the Eagle, the yeah. long, the long jump. I've put a bit of timber on. If I just yeah, pushed off at him. the right time, I mean, I'd die. Right. But do you, can you get a, a bronze post, posthumously? <laughs> you forgetting that your you weight will mean mean you're less wind resistant. I'll just get some lube on. Um, what are you doing? I, I'm doing something. What are you doing? <laughs> Shut up. I'm not cutting this out either. My shit joke's staying. You texting. I'm texting you an edit point for the pod. Why? Just check it in a bit after the episode. Why are we doing this on the show? God, you become so unprofessional when you've had a beer. You can just say an edit point, you fucking <laughs> plum. It gets edited out. I'm just texting you to check something. Just forget about it. Why? What no. do you want? What, what do you want out? What? What of that did you want I'm out? I'm telling you, and not to cut it out. It's just every now and then I hear something in me that sounds a bit tinny. So I'm texting you to check those exact minutes and seconds. Oh, you're very to see whether the audio's clean. Very professional. You see? What, yeah, because I'm not fucking a beer and a half in. <laughs> I'm not either. Oh yeah, I am. <laughs> You're such an old man. Who's going? Who's going? He's on half an Australia and he's fucking goose. This is going to be a dodgy edit today, this. <laughs> <laughs> what summer Olympic event have you got the best chance of getting a medal in? Well, I'm not fast and I'm not strong. And I can't run for very long. Sumo wrestling. So, uh, I've not put that much weight on. I've put a few pounds no, on. Tactically. Hagen does. You could you could you, you could get one of those trainers who teaches you how to use a, an opponent's strength and weight against them. Sumo wrestling's not in the fucking Olympics. Yes, it is. Sumo wrestling, just Japanese wrestling, is in the Olympics. Oh, it might be jujitsu. I'm thinking of fucking. Hell. What happened there? Did you just literally take two Japanese sounding words and just smash them together? And you had no, no, it's jujitsu. Oh no, it's fucking sushi. Uh, I'm checking know. this. I think sumo wrestling is in the Olympics. It's 100% not in the Olympics. That's so unfair. That's so. That's like having Morris dancing in the Olympics. <laughs> Only fucking Japan does it. Sumo wrestling is in the Olympics? No, it's not. Sumo granted full recognition as an Olympic sport by the, by the IOC when? in 2018. Oh, so it's never been in the Olympics. But it is. It's going to be the in the 2020 one. Olympics that's in Japan. And then everyone's <laughs> going to go, yeah. What I wonder what chances are that a Japanese person wins that. Adam, never mind me. My time's done. I'm old. You have a chance. The Olympics has been delayed. 
You're a big lad. You've got that beer52.com order. You've had three Pepsis today. Lean into it. Get bigger. Get stronger. Get fucking sumo. Come on for have a word. And on your, you know, on your, the big, like, fat man fucking diaper that they made you wear, <laughs> you could have at have a word pod slash. <laughs> have the fucking Patreon on your, in front of you, just above your tubby little arse cheeks. Oh, Adam, you could Get do it. it. On me. <laughs> oh, you could do it. I really, never mind me. I'm old. I'm old. I don't even want to travel to gigs. I'm not traveling to Japan for the Olympics. Oh. I think I'm going to actually go to the Japan Olympics, actually. Yeah. Next year. All right. Cool. Not, not like I wasn't originally planning to compete, but maybe now I will. Um, I think you could do it. <laughs> Can you imagine it's like Jade's face and you're like, Adam, you can't you know have really a third funny? leg of lamb today. I've just seen in your eyes that this is the bit that you're going to make a picture out of to promote today's episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing your eyes go, we've got it. <laughs> got it. This is why we need the videos back because I've been fucking have you. I'd literally have you edited onto a sumo. <laughs> Controversial. I'm not that big a fan of the Olympics. I'm not really. I like the table tennis. I feel like everyone like absolutely wanks over it and then doesn't watch any of the sports for four years. Like, oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Well, why don't you go to, you know, to uh, athletics? You're like, yeah, it's boring. I don't know them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun, no, it's, it's a nice event to have every few years and people can be like, oh, I like the Olympics, but I don't, I don't really get into it. I like the table tennis and I'll watch the hundred meter final. (laughs) What did you just say? I like the table tennis. Why? Because I grew up with a table tennis table in the back garden. What? I had a table tennis table in the back garden growing up. I'm really good at table tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, I, think, I think this alcohol's weird. What? <laughs> All I can see is just a, a young scouse sumo wrestler playing fucking ping pong in the backyard. I'm really, in, in really Dovey. good at table tennis. Are you genuinely? I swear to God, and you are our own little Forrest Gump. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm more like like one of the Chinese ones from the Olympics. This is off the rails, isn't it? <laughs> Should we do have a word? Because I can't, I can't. You've got to take control now. I've that was the least professional middle section ever. It was eleven minutes long. It included it one point when you went, mate. I've just. Ed v, what are you doing? These are edit points. I'm like, what? What's an edit point? And then I've ended the whole section by going, making the sound of table tennis playing. I can't get the image out of you. What do this they call the sound them? Of table tennis? You ready? How competitive are you that you couldn't just let me have the fact that I've done an impression of table tennis? You were like, no, lad, that's fucking bullshit. Oh, if you up. fucking sort out your table tennis impression, maybe the comedy tour will have you back. This is part of the reason that they've no they've no interest. Yeah, you fucking rubbed a night off them, but also your table t- tennis impression shit. <laughs> and I know because I grew up with fucking table tennis in the backyard. Well, all I'm saying is one of us does a good table tennis impression, and they're also booked at the comedy store. <laughs> so there's a, there's a correlation there, whether you like it or not, motherfucker. Hi guys, uh, welcome. It's great back to be back after the COVID nineteen outbreak. We're all great to be out. Who loves table tennis? Got a few impressions for you. Here's my impression. <laughs> 
Okay, I'll be ending with this one as well. I'll be signing. Uh, I'll be signing table tennis balls at the end. I don't do merch. I just say, I sign paddles. <laughs> They're gonna steal the paddles. <laughs> My daughter is not playing ping pong. <laughs> oh, have you got any would you rather's? I want to do a would you rather. Oh, oh. I also, I also at the minute really want to leave you in charge. <laughs> oh no, don't. No, you're not oh. serious, right? I think we're about five minutes away from you just having to go for a wee, <laughs> mate. And if, me just fill in. If cocaine dealers were allowed to deliver in a shutdown, I'd be fucking sending some messages out. I'd be sending the bat phone. Cocaine dealers were allowed to deliver in a shutdown. They're never allowed to deliver. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been arrested all the cocaine dealers. <laughs> yeah, because they're the only cunts driving around. I'm, I've come. I've come out for my husband's insulin. That's a fucking likely story, Maureen. Um, dear Adam and Dan, uh, would you rather fight a Steven Seagal-sized seagull with Steve? No, that's so ridiculous. I don't even know why I've written that down. <laughs> I'm too Finish it. I'm not pissed. I'm not. I've just got warm head. Finish it. Would you fight? Would you rather fight a Steven Seagal-sized seagull? With Steven Seagal's head. Oh, right. So, like a six foot seagull with the head of Steven Seagal. Am I ODing on Australia Dam? What the fuck is in this lemon and lime thing? Is it LSD? <laughs> so, a massive seagull with Steven Seagal's head or 10 seagull sized Steven Seagal's with seagulls' heads? All, you know, all I can think of. Is ten jades touching your dick? <laughs> the and there's today's no context. Have a word. The tiny hands. On um, your... I'd rather fight the ten seagulls with Steven Seagal's head. Yeah, of course you would. No, because no, no, that's not it. Is it? It's the ten, ten tiny Steven Seagals with seagull heads. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If it was the other way around, you'd be like, mate, you've taken the beaks away. It's the most dangerous part. Yeah, you could just volley a load of fucking. Midgets, mate. That'd be a big fucking seagull, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, with Steven. Seagal. That's most terrifying. He, he's getting your chips, and he. <laughs> that's, if that seagull wants a chip, he's getting one. Damn. Regular sized seagulls are scary enough. They're horrible cunts, aren't they? Have you ever seen them? <laughs> you ever seen them with blood on the beaks? How drunk you are! You don't use the word cunt on the podcast. <laughs> You've just called a seagull a horrible cunt. <laughs> Better than a listener's partner. <laughs> seagulls are horrible fucking twat fucks. I do hate seagulls, though. I hate seagulls. Everyone fucking slags off pigeons. Seagulls are wankers. Seagulls would eat your face off your face. Wouldn't they? They've just got that look in their eye. They're like the sharks of the seaside. Everyone slags off pigeons. <laughs> No, but everyone does, don't they? Oh, they're the vermin of the sky. Seagulls are wankers. <laughs> this is not a podcast anymore. If you left your baby on the beach unattended, a seagull would eat your baby. A seagull but Give a fuck. You left it. That's my baby. <laughs> what would a pigeon do? <laughs> Just they're useless. What's a pigeon doing at the seaside? 
That's what you're going to sound like doing sumo at the Olympics. <laughs> He's getting tired. Another Pepsi. Oh, I can't believe how off the rails we've gone today. One of my favourite episodes of all time. You know, yesterday I messaged you. I messaged Adam last year going, you know what, Adam? Although that wasn't one of the funnier episodes, episode 23, I think it was really insightful. And I think, well, you know, there was some <laughs> some interesting debate and really interesting. <laughs> and today, I think we've addressed the balance. <laughs> also bullshit. Well, I, I think what we should do right now is have a word from our sponsors. Get some coke. And have oh, a word so with our listeners. Uh, yeah. So, Dan, when you edit it, put the sponsor bit here. Oh, <laughs> shut up, you fucking rat. <laughs> it's time to give some love to one of our sponsors. The original gangster sponsor, Vauxhall Comedy Club, is proud to present Bottomless Booze Comedy every Friday and Saturday night. Coming back some point soon. Hopefully. Possibly. This frankly bonkers offer gives you 90 minutes of comedy from top circuit and TV comics as well as 90 minutes of bottomless booze from just £25. That's bottomless beer, wine, cider and house for just £25. Spirit and Mixer bottomless tickets start at £35 and entry-only tickets for the straight-laced purists start at £10. Vauxhall Comedy Club is normally open Monday to Saturday and is also right next to Vauxhall Street Food Gardens. Loads of really good street food vendors. That's open Monday till Friday. Please, for the love of God, don't visit them for the foreseeable future. But instead, follow them on social media and sign up to the mailing list and then they'll announce their triumphant return hopefully fucking soon mailing list is voxelcomedyclub.com and the socials at Vauxhall Comedy Club on Instagram at Vauxhall Comedy on Twitter Vauxhall Comedy Club on Facebook the show is 18 plus no ID no entry and we operate a challenge 25 door policy what up for when you need a laugh post apocalypse choose Vauxhall Comedy oh god it's dragging on isn't it let's deal with some issues you take control you take the wheel I've had too many. It's time for Have a Word with Adam and Dan. Send us all the problems that you have with your friends. Um, Have a Word. So, a bit of closure from the other day. Uh, a lot of people have been asking for this, haven't they? Well, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of yeah, people and, have been and, like, and, hey, and, what the fuck happened with yeah. Amy and Robert Lark? And what I know about our fans is they're an aggressive type. <laughs> what the fuck? Where the fuck was that? I've watched Tiger King for the reason, you fucking lit. <laughs> So this is from Amy, who anyone who didn't listen to, I think episode twenty-one, um, Robert and Amy are a couple, and uh, Robert wrote in the other day saying they'd broken up, and uh, uh, just go and listen to episode twenty-one if you haven't. Um, but basically, they broke up, and Amy had bought Robert a holiday for his birthday, and she was going to keep it because they'd broken up, and he was like, "I'm away with her, tell her she's a cunt," and I told her she was a cunt. Dan was on her side. Amy's written in. She might be fit. Roten in. Roten in. She's Roten so, in. Hi, guys. It's Amy here. Yeah. My boyfriend, Robert, wrote in, and you read this out on episode 21. First of all, we're now back together. <laughs> it's the easiest choice, isn't it? I fucking hate you, but you're still here. Get your knob out. We're now back together. And it's partly because I burst out laughing when I heard our argument read out on the podcast. Yes. So I'm holding you two responsible for keeping me in a relationship with a certified dickhead. <laughs> Love lift us up where we belong. 
Also, if we put up with each other long enough to get married, you two have to come and do comedy at the wedding. I won't take no for an answer. Well, I'm telling you right now, you're going to no. have to take no for no, an answer. No, because we're not doing it. I'll come to the wedding. <laughs> I'll come from the free bar, but I'm not performing. I'll bring my Belarusian lesbian shot putter. I get quite a lot of messages, you know, asking me to do comedy at weddings, and I always tell them 10 grand. And the reason I say 10 grand is... It's too much for anyone. <laughs> if anyone w- would pay me 10 grand, then I'd be happy to embarrass myself for that much money. <laughs> so I did it for these, uh, this couple, the Cheesemans, <laughs> who uh, have been, they've been, the quite, they're called the Cheesemans. They've been coming, oh, fucking Carrie and, oh, balls, the Cheesemans anyway. They've been coming to see me in Leeds for absolutely years and they were like, we're getting married and we would love it if you did it. We've been, com- we actually, one of our first dates was coming to see you at the Hi-Fi and then they put part of their reception at the hi-fi and they were like it's at the hi-fi for like three hours would you come and do comedy we'll need you from 6.30 and they were like would you do it and I was like I absolutely will never have you had a better situation to do comedy at a wedding you're in a comedy club that is a good comedy club uh, yeah. there was about 15 of their mates and them at the front maybe 20 of their mates that sort of our age who fucking loved it and behind them were 70 family members who hated me with every bit of their souls (laughs) you're like that's why it's not you you'll be great you'll love it won't enjoy it that's what people don't understand no everyone will love it no people love comedy when they go to a comedy club expecting comedy and they've paid to see comedy when they've come to see you and your husband get married and celebrate your love they don't want some fucking dickhead from Liverpool coming on going do you know what I think about Victoria's Secret modelling policy you know Nate Bargatze I mentioned him in the specials he's got an amazing line about that where he's uh, he's asked to do stand up at one of his dad's shows his dad's a magician and he was like have you ever tried to do stand up to people that weren't expecting stand up it doesn't come across of comedy it comes across as a mean speech <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yes mate that's exactly it comedy it relies on people going i want to watch comedy otherwise you're like why are you talking like this that's dreadful uh, sorry so, sorry amy amy so and we, 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 we're sorry amy but the answer is no but we will come to the wedding how about that we will come if you if you pay for our ale we'll do a live um, show <laughs> That's worse. It's time for a wedding with Adam and Dan. We seem to have some problems with your family and friends. (laughs) We've been asked to leave several times. So. Oh, they're back together. So they're going to the Maldives together. That's nice, isn't it? Well, we'll see. It's nowhere near finished. So I just want to explain why I wanted to keep the holiday and why Dave, that's you, Dan, was absolutely right to take my side. Side note, Adam, you're the twat, not me. Yes, better come back. <laughs> the reason we even booked a holiday to the Maldives is because it's my dream holiday. I've always wanted to go there and Robert's a tight fucker and would never, ever, ever pay for us to go somewhere like that. He says he'd rather go on two holidays a year to fucking Benidorm or another shithole all-inclusive, drinking shit ale and not leaving the hotel. I finally gave up on the dream of him ever surprising me and taking me somewhere amazing. So I decided that I'd pay for his half of the holiday as a birthday present to him, but my side of the holiday is absolutely not his present at all. Also, 
during the breakup arguments, I even said that if we d- if he just lets me add the holidays to take one of my mates with me, I'd pay for him to have a week in Spain or whatever, all inclusive. Oh, he, said, no. he didn't say that, did he? Sorry, God. No, he didn't. He said no because he doesn't want to go on his own. I told him he could just tell one of his mates to book on the same week and go with him. And the cheeky twat told me for him to agree to it, I'd have to pay for his mate too. I told him to fuck off at this point, And that's when he rose into you. So there you go. You've got the full story now. Whose side are you on now, Adam? P.S. Adam, your plan of him coming to the airport with me and making me go on my own is mental. Do you think that would be bad news? Finding I was at the airport that I don't have to have his fat, ugly face blocking my view of paradise <laughs> for 10 days. It'd be like fucking Christmas morning, you twat. Hey, if Amy's a Belarusian, I'm fucking well in. Yeah, she's fucking nailed it. Should we do a double applause from both ends? Oh, superb, Amy. I knew. I felt there was something off. Yeah, I, I leaned into that. And uh, you know what? I've got my fingers playing there. Amy, I'm on your side. Robert's the twat. So We're basically you, on the side of the person who last emailed. Rat, mate. <laughs> He's a fucking manipulative lying cunt. He... <laughs> <laughs> your fella's a fucking seagull. Oh, that's too far, that. The pedo of the sky. <laughs> You just called a fucking a regular listener a pino of the sky. Oh no, I was talking about seagulls. Yeah, I bet pino man is that the new super seagulls are pedos, aren't they? Seagulls are fucking pino man. Pino man does whatever a pedo does. A seagull is fucking little pigeon from the sky. Yes, he does. He's a pedo man. That's why you never see baby pigeons because seagulls will fuck them. Come on, let's wrap it up. I'm running out of Australia. Do you want to call that a pod? Or do you want to do another have a word? No, I do. I want to do another have a word. I'm having a very good time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a mad one, this. So, this is from someone who works within the NHS. Okay? And at the minute, obviously, they're they're the the front line. They're the army at the minute, aren't they? Because we're fighting a war, but it's against the virus rather than uh, a country. So... Hello, lads. This is my controversial have a word. It surrounds the current trend of restaurants and takeaways like Greg's, Nando's and McDonald's and the like offering emergency service staff and NHS staff free drinks and discounts on food at the moment as a thank you for what we are doing in the crisis. While I agree the NHS and emergency services are doing a brilliant job and I can't thank them enough, um, they're still they're still being paid <laughs> and there's a lot of people who've lost their jobs and are now without money. Fuck right off. During this shite time, a lot of us in the NHS and emergency services are among the minority whose jobs are safe. And if we do get sick, we'll be paid sick leave. Or the most of, or, or, and most of us are on well above minimum wage. Pay that forward. I will not be taking any free drinks or discounts at all. I'll be paying full whack and saying, give the freebie or discount to someone who needs it. There are people struggling to feed their families and homeless people who really need this discount or free drinks. People on the bones of their arse are losing their job. Everyone in the emergency services and NHS frontline knew what they were signing up for, but these poor lads and girls being called cunts and assaulted in the shops didn't sign up for this, and they aren't well, as well paid as us. Give them some discounts or free drinks. They are the fucking heroes too. He's basically saying people who work in Asda and Tesco should get as much discounts as people in the NHS. Well, um, we did say that, didn't we, the other week? We sa- literally said it a few episodes. They're, uh, they're in a tricky spot as well. Go on. Final sentence. I know people will say I'm a moan and come for this, but yeah, I am. 
saying thank you to us lot is enough. Give the free shit to those who need it the most. So, what I want your opinion on here, Dan, this guy works in the NHS, so should places like Nando's and stuff like that stop giving free food to the NHS people, or should they do it as a thank you? You're too drunk, so can't No, I, I know, because really you can't <laughs> argue, because it's basically, he's he's part of the front line, isn't he? So he's also allowed his opinion, and I think it's very, I think it's very, well, yeah, it's abrasive, and it's honest, and he's probably right, but it's sort of like the public, public opinion is very pro-NHS, and we're clapping the NHS at eight o'clock, and you're on the front line and we understand that they're the people that are helping it's not soldiers it's not the police it's not anyone it's not it's it's these people it's just really companies going we're trying to go with public opinion like it's clarify. a good point maybe it's a good point you know I'd just like to clarify, he doesn't want us to have a word with the companies. He's asking us to have, a, and he does clarify this, I miss this. He wants us to have a word with the people who work for the NHS who are taking the discounts. <laughs> um, and that's when I tap the fuck out, because I might have had two beers, but I ain't fucking stupid. Because um, you imagine if you clapped at 8pm and you went out and you were like, Woo! Don't take free coffees, though! Woo! I've lost all my jobs! Woo! Patreon.com slash have a word part. Woo! Good, thank you for doing everything you're doing for the people of Britain. Woo! But don't have a free Greg's, you cheap cunts. Woo! <laughs> That'd be a bit much, wouldn't it? It would be a bit much, yes. I Look, I, I can't get on board with this. I think the NHS... I do think that Asda and Tesco staff should be lumped in with them at the minute. I think they're doing an amazing job as well. They're still at work while everyone else is on paid leave. I think NHS staff, Asda workers, Tesco, I think they should all be given mass discounts at, um, at takeaways. I think they deserve it. I think it doesn't matter that they're well paid. That's not the point. They're literally keeping thousands and it's going to be millions eventually people alive. I think the NHS deserve absolutely everything we can do for them and I'm fucking sick I know we covered this last week I am sick of people having a whinge on social media about this clapping for the NHS when people are like uh, I, I, I don't clap for the NHS actually because they don't need claps they need a pay rise it's like yeah well I'm not in fucking charge of giving them a pay rise it's just a gesture and if it makes one nurse or one doctor feel appreciated and it makes them feel good then it's worth doing even if it's just one of them they're on the front line like well I don't clap for them because what I do is I support them in the post booth by not voting Tory. Well, guess what? They're not fucking mutually exclusive. I voted Labour as well, you fucking miserable cunt. You can do both things. Clap for them, vote for them, do whatever you else, give them discounts. The NHS deserve absolutely everything at the minute. Mic drop, podcast over, we're done. Boom. Seagulls are pedos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Right, I think Dan's going to need either some cocaine or a nap. I'm going to get neither. <sighs> I would say... Fun. That was great uh, fun. That was a podcast. So we've... Uh, thanks as always to our sponsors, beer52.com and Vauxhall Comedy Club. Uh, playing us out today, we've got our first cover song. Yeah? Very popular song. So this is a band called The Swamp Dogs, and dogs is spelt like Snoop Dogg. So it's D-O-double-G-S. The Swamp Dogs that are... Uh, a band from Hull. Uh, they're fucking phenomenal. This is a bluegrass style cover of the classic song Sweet Child of Mine. You can find the Swamp Dogs on Facebook. This is them with Sweet Child of Mine. We won't see you tomorrow. Sunday, we're taking off. We'll be back on Monday. It's a load see you day. then. Amen. Bye. Bye. One, two, three.
Where do 